Welcome, people, to Whatever Wednesday. Oh, there we go. That's good. Whatever Wednesday, um, and it's late for you. It's early for me. Always provides an mm-hmm. interesting dynamic. Feeling kind of cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. What's you really, going on? Uh, really turned that one around, didn't you, Mike? Because mm-hmm. you know it's meant to be my morning time and your evening time. And uh, we were meant to do excited. this. Meant to do this for Follow your me. your morning, and I was just like, "Nah, I'm benched. Can't do it." <laughs> but but it's it's the thing is, you get nice and slow and chilled. For me, I just go, dude. It's just like, not funny. You this, don't want people to hear that. This isn't. This isn't even what I sound like. Like I don't even sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm a totally different person than uh, you think. Yeah, but, but at it's least, okay. At least you can talk. That's what I'm saying. I start uh, stuttering, I, uh, and it's just, it's just embarrassing. I just yeah. need to go to bed. I just excuse myself. I do start slurring my words when I get tired. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I've, I've always, I'm always envious of two kinds of people, you know, preachers that can cry well, you know, mm-hmm. they shed mm-hmm. the elegant tear at that emotional moment, you know, and everyone's just like, well, I, that it? just annoys me. Does it annoys me? I, I hate people like that. Cause I'm like, why can't I cry? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's what's wrong with me. Well, exactly. I hate you for crying. I don't well, cry at anything. Well, I cry, but it's like, but dude, everyone has to vacate the building. It's uh, there is <laughs> exactly. a lot of bodily you're, fluid you're coming out of all cry. sorts of places, <laughs> and it's just, it's just seriously, seriously unwatchable. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, it's like like yeah. think zombie movie meets kind of I don't know sinus. That's because it's like cry or die, Mike. That's when you cry. <laughs> you you're not crying because like someone said something nasty and it upset you you're crying because like if you don't cry you're gonna literally explode because like of just years and years of tension building up when you cry in that kind of situation like it's gonna be ugly it's gonna be uncontrollable shoulder bobbing you know all that stuff it's not pretty i was in india and uh i don't think i'd cried for about i don't know a few years honestly more than that even i don't know just just a while and um and I'm just sitting there with the students, you know, we just done a few theological lectures, essentially, nothing, nothing emotional, really. And, um, and then it was at the end of the, the week. And, and so we, we watched this movie as a little thing for the, for the guys, you know, <laughs> and we watched this uh, movie about rugby and victors. Oh, there goes my uh, Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't care about rugby at all. I'm not very nationalistic, no. you know, I'm just, I'm not a patriot. I'm not whatever. And, um, and so, but we hear the Vuvuzelas in Invictus and everyone's like freaking out. Cause it's like, you know, the rugby's about to start and, um, and I just have to leave the room, you know? So I go to my little place <laughs> and it was like, dude, I've honestly, it was, it was crazy heaving, heaving. And I had no yeah. idea why I was crying. That was the weird part. You know, Vuvuzelas. Yeah. I remember it. crying like that a few times. A few times. I nearly cried like that. How's this, bro? I was Ooh. I was shaving today. Oh, your back. And I hit, okay. No, I wasn't shaving my back. I thought I my maybe back the, alone. Mike, you, why did you have to bring that up? Some things are not for public You're the public one knowledge. who told us about your Speedo experience in yeah, France. I can bring it up. You can't. Well, That's the saying, rules of these sorts of I things. I think you should bring it up again and you should give us a photo. <laughs> Well, I get to give you a photo now. My back looks beautiful now. 
Yeah. Man, sleek oh. and smooth. Uh-huh. It's lovely. All right. I'm never going back to my silverback days. It's just not <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Um, the the anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, you, you so I was shaving. shaving my face. Okay, <laughs> shaving my like shaving, shaving. Okay, <laughs> I'd already done, you know, my back. Huh. Now I'm shaving my face, and I hear my daughter go, "Ugh!" So I'm like, "What? You know, what's wrong?" And she looks at me, and she says, "She says, oh, your face." So I'm like, "What? What about my face?" She says, "Oh, I don't like it." So I'm like, what? You don't like my face? And she's like, yeah, I don't like your face. <laughs> oh, brutal, bro. So I'm like, did you start that's crying? That's hardcore, man. I wanted to. Oh my goodness, that would have been a cry. Because you know, sure. you're always like a little bit on edge when you cut your beard really short. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. What like, if you cut it all off? Because I uh, very close. So oh. I got like designer stubble. Dang. Just I don't know if you ever get it, bro. But when you've had like a long beard for a while, you just kind of forget what you look like. Mm-hmm. I just want to I just want to go back and find out whether or not I do look like I used to look. And yeah. as it turns out, like every time I do this, I regret it. I'm just yeah. like, where's like, that beard? I need to cover myself up <laughs> shamed as and quickly as yeah. possible. I look like male genitalia <laughs> without a beard. <laughs> so, so, but I mean, you know, you're always a little bit self-conscious and sensitive, and you're just like searching for someone to give you a compliment. Yeah, it was brutal, bro. Even my son's like, "What, Dad? Wasn't that a bit rude? Isn't that a bit rude?" I'm like, "Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was a bit." <laughs> but you know, obviously, with you know, it's, with your, your well, if she doesn't like you your face. What's like, he gonna do? You know, heard daddy's just... feeling. You've yeah. heard daddy's feeling. Yeah. So I just, you know, try and like laugh it off. But inside, I'm going to be working on that one for a while. Wow. Sorry, bro. That was, that was a, tough. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. I, don't, I think the last time I saw you cry, though. Yeah. Was, when was the last time I saw you cry? Dang, I was just thinking about it. I don't think you did. Know, the last time I saw you. Oh, that's right. We were having an argument about Calvinism and Arminianism. What? Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that would have brought me to tears. Right there. <laughs> outside, remember, outside my flat in downtown Central in Port Elizabeth. I think you and were crying then. That was you. We were probably both crying. Yeah. No, you was, were crying I was just, I, I had some dust in my eye. You were, you were spit crying. Yeah, I was just, I was just trying to empathize. Nah. Yeah. No, I mean, no. You were boiling like were. a baby, right? Was, I was like, listen, John Wesley said that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so I mean, what about a, a theology of crying? Let's try. It. Let's try have a go at that. Yeah, yeah. Do men need to cry, or do they, or do they just need to suck it up? Well, you can certainly try and suck it up. Hmm. I wouldn't recommend it. Because today you've definitely but, got the the wave. Hey, you know, real men do cry. They do need to cry. Yeah. Uh, you know, g- get it all out, cry, and you really do. You end up with quite a soft generation. You know, I mean, there's there's that. Um, you know, and you can very easily see that when you just compare today with uh, you know the well, grandfathers well, hang on, and what. Hang on. Can we just make a dis- make a, a a distinction here between public crying? And private crying. Ah, I like it. Because because I think I think that I I get seriously fed up of public crying. Yes. Like, it's not that it's not that it's like the unforgivable sin. No. It's not, and I've done it. But like it has I've the tendency like to been, be emotionally manipulative, or it can be very much so. If yeah, if, yeah. and I also just feel like 
there is an element of self-control. So yes. like, yes. Um, you, I did not come to church to hear you blubber. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like I came to hear you church. You see, Mike, it's the night time. Oh boy. It's time for sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, you have to see this to people. Hear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I came to church to hear the word of God expounded. So yeah. like, um, there is a sense in which preachers, and I, I guess that's what we're talking about here, mm. would just need to to rein it in. And the same with like music leaders, worship leaders, whatever. Right. Like, right. you know, just if you're going to have a blub, just quietly remove yourself to backstage and blub away. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like, just tap some, tap the drummer on the shoulder or the next vocalist or whatever, and say, "Hey, just take over," and just quietly remove yourself. Like, no one's going to mind. Mm. But if you're just going to do it publicly, it's just like. You know, it's not the place for that. It just isn't. But yeah. privately, yeah, privately, I think men should feel free to, you know, blood yeah. to their heart's content. Totally, and, and totally. Now, and also maybe just, uh, you know, we are talking about a public sort of, you know, let's say a preacher or I don't know, a worship leader. Yeah. But maybe just yeah. thinking also, just just in general. I mean, there is a um, you often see a real difference. Um, I, I feel like there's something admirable about, let's say, you know, most of us have a grandfather it's, or some sort of older figure guy who is really tough, you know, and who, who doesn't mm-hmm. just cry. And it's you can hardly even imagine that person crying. And uh, obviously they're human beings, you know, that they, they feel stuff, they've gone through major, major things in their lives, they have cried, but, you know, they, they've... There, there is a resilience about that and a, a leadership quality mm. and uh, something masculine and something strong um, that I think is lost when you think about the sort of millennial, let's all just have a, have a cry whenever we want to and, and that sort of thing. And it, it's sort of you lose that strength. Yeah, it's of, just too much. Too much, yeah. It's just too much. And so just you that know? on an individual you, level, you know, and, and the problem with the, with a public figure you know, let's say someone like a preacher is that um, you're going to have to, it's not only that, but you're in a, a unique situation where you could be manipulative. You do also want to be mm-hmm. an example. As you say, there is the self-control thing. I mean, you know, people often bring up the Joseph, you know, uh, look, Joseph cried, you know, and he was the leader of leaders, but but mm-hmm. he didn't cry for a lot of the time. You know, he didn't cry in most of that scenario. And, and finally, when and he did, it's really a private. did cry. It's a private situation. Yeah, he removed himself. Right. And and even when he's crying with his brothers at the end, I mean, that's that's not exactly public. That's like a, you know, it's, uh, it's a mean, family thing. It's a family thing. Totally. Go for it. That's fine. And, you know, okay. So everyone, everyone in the whole palace heard him, you know, whatever. It was a loud cry. But yeah, the bottom line okay, is, like, yeah, that's all good. It's exceptional circumstances. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it was worthy of a public cry. You yeah. know what I mean? Totally. It's like when you see people, um, you know, uh, I remember we were picking you up from the airport and mm. just before, just before there was like a, an Asian family mm. and they clearly hadn't seen each other in mm. a long time, mm. man. And they were blubbing and they were just like hugging each other and kissing each other. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. Totally. Totally. Cause that's like, that's like, yeah. Yeah. There's no putting it's on so anything. Appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and because when we're gathering for worship and stuff, it's like you say, you have to be very, very careful about being manipulative, even if you're not intending to be, yeah. you know, you just have to be careful about that kind of thing. So it's not like it can never happen or there's never a circumstance no. where it might be appropriate. But you so want like to know, sharing... you want to know that if it is happening, then it's real. 
And there's no fear yeah. whatsoever that the situation is being contrived or manipulated. You know, it, clearly it, it is one of those situations. And then everyone can just enter into what that is. And that's fine. Like if I see, for example, just to use my, you know, I don't know, your World War, World War II pilot grandfather guy uh, as an example. Mm-hmm. If he's going down, you know, in a public setting, everyone's going down in terms of crying. Right. Because the, the bottom line and no one's resenting him for it or anything. And that the, it's precisely the point because he, he wouldn't do that. You know, he wouldn't manipulate that situation. Mm. So, um, and, you know, it, it's, it's fair enough then. Um, the thing, I, I feel like two things have influenced me on this. The first is that I, I get it. I feel like there are times when strong leadership is needed. And uh, it's almost one of those situations you can almost imagine, you know, everyone's kind of on their uh, little battleship heading onto the beaches of Normandy and... Uh, uh, you know, every, I mean, everyone's freaking out, right? Uh, everyone's yeah. going to die pretty much, but it's not helping anyone if the leader goes no. down crying at that point, wishing, you know, that he was somewhere else, you know, back home or something. Yeah. I mean, it, the, well, okay, that's a pretty extreme example, but it just it just demonstrates, I think, that there are points in which it helps everyone for the leader, even if he wants to cry, to just show some restraint and, and play Hold the man together. at the end of the day. Um, yeah. um, and that's going to bring. Again, this is public, you know. Yeah. Privately, it's a different story altogether. Right. You know? um, yeah, totally. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and then the other and, thing. Sorry, just one more thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. That that is. So you got the leadership angle, which I feel is it's almost uh, it's part of it. You know, you don't want a guy to crumble on you when t- when times get tough. Uh, you want someone to be able to move you forward and help you, even if they're, they're taking real strain. But then the other thing mm-hmm. is just the way. In which uh, the you know the the great encouragement now to, to men is just get it out, cry, be you know real men do cry and all that stuff. It's all an attempt to kind of help with depression and help with you know just angst and all that sort of stuff. But it isn't helping, you know. It's not. It's not really. It's almost like giving a gateway to things that uh, you know. The, the real answer is going to be, hey you know, deal with the problem in a real way and exercise self-control as you move forward. Just, and you know, life is difficult. Mm. You know, there is a reality there. And, you know, to weaken yourself at the wrong, in the wrong ways is not the answer to, you know, what is truly your, your problem and weakness. Um, there are other ways to go about it. And, and then, and then just a, a final part of this trifecta that have, has influenced me is is this whole issue of um, you know often at church specifically. I mean, coming from a charismatic background, yeah, um, yeah, you know, you'll see guys in the corner just weeping away, you know, while the music's playing, and it it creates a, a bit of a show. Like th- there's something going on there, or the preachers just you know in tears because apparently he's under the influence of the spirit. And it just I think that really put me right off. I was just like, I'm going, I'm going robot reformed, you know, uh, after that. Like yeah. you're not even allowed smiling yeah. at church. Yeah, one time. Yeah, I was once at a scripture union. You know, the the year I became a Christian, I joined scripture union, did a volunteer kind of gap year thing with them, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, we did this one kids camp and like we were all grafting hard. And I think it was one of the last nights we were, had this kind of service and we'd been praying so hard. We'd been like working so hard. So everyone was a bit shattered and we put so much, we'd invested so much emotionally, spiritually, physically into the camp so far. And then I think it's like the second last night is usually the big gospel 
sharing night you know mm. it's like where we, we've been drip feeding it but then it's like bam explicit mm. this is the gospel do mm -hmm. you want to believe it um and uh and that night i remember i can't i mean some of the details are fuzzy but basically one of the leaders started to cry mm -hmm. which set off another leader um, and then after that, some of the kids started to cry. And mm. then there was just this chain reaction where mm. within minutes, the entire room, like, you know, hundreds of people were all just bawling their eyes out. Most of the people didn't even know what they were crying yeah, about. Yeah, it just becomes a frenzy, totally. It's, it, it was a total frenzy. And I remember speaking to, I won't mention his name, but um, another prominent evangelical leader here is involved with youth camps mm -hmm. um and uh, i remember speaking to him about it and he's like there's this real thing you know especially with teenagers where they just want to get together and like have this little like cry mm -hmm. and you know um it's it's a little bit like a turning in on yourself um where it's just like all about you and your emotions and about mm. the, th you know, so, it, so the real danger is that it becomes a bit self-indulgent and a bit self-censored. Like, well, that's, that's what I was saying danger. earlier. You know, usually when you've got uh, everyone, this is not only true of people who are suffering from depression or whatever, but if you, if you have some angst issues, it usually is just, this is a sin fact, you know, you're, you, you've, you've put yourself in the center at some level there and yeah. Um, yeah. To, to, to almost just pour, you know, fuel on top of that and uh, set it alight uh, is not going to be the answer, you know, when the answer is actually you need to put something else in the center. So it's, yeah. it's just, yeah, it, it boxed it. But I totally agree. I totally agree. That, that That's a big thing. Yeah. 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 And I think that's why it doesn't work. You know, it, mm. it, it, the, the, you can tell someone who's self-centered to mm. cry as much as they like, mm. you know, it's not, it's not going to ultimately solve anything, no. but if you're, but on the other hand, there is this kind of, if you are bottling it up, it's going to come out eventually Absolutely. Like, yeah. and it's going to come out somehow. It's either going to come out through crying or it's going to come out through violence or yeah. it's going to come out through some sort of irrational behavior somewhere. Totally. I mean, I, I remember um, watching something on TV and it was just the show. And then in the show, one of the main characters died. Mm. and i just started to like sob mm. like i don't you know I've, I've never really cried in movies like i you know i find them moving but i don't really cry in them i just started sobbing at this mm. and after that i realized that actually that's probably not healthy it's probably not healthy that um that i had been building or or whole you know bottling mm. things up for so long mm -hmm. that it kind of had to come out during some lame show mm. you know mm. like so, and I did feel better afterwards. Like that's the other thing. So, mm. like if it, there is something very therapeutic about having a good cry every oh, now totally. and again. But if that's just happening all the time, like it's just not gonna. Oh, absolutely. It's not yeah. Gonna have no, good point. Thing. You have to. You have to cry. I mean, it's got to come out, right? There's a lot of bad stuff and a lot of pain, mm. and that's the way of, that we deal with it. But yeah, it's sort of like I think the distinction you made there in the beginning was was helpful in that. You know, we're talking about. Uh, even though that's the case, it's not like this uncontrollable force, you know, that you're just constantly yeah. having to yield to, uh, which I think is is the difference there. Um, it's almost like giving a punching bag to a guy who's got rage issues, you know, and going just beat the 
heck out of this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? um, okay, fine. <laughs> there is a therapy when he's all like tied out and uh, feels good that he pounded yeah, I guess the daylight out of it. than somebody's face. But. Yeah. Uh, but is it really the solution long term, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Is, is the question. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. Obviously, the big thing is Jesus is crying. Yeah. Jesus wept. Yep. So Shortest verse in the Bible. And not only privately. That's true. Yeah. He was overcome with emotion, seemingly, you know, yeah. fairly, fairly regularly. Yeah. So do you want to take, do you want to take anything back? Now that I've slammed no. you with the no? I don't know if it was that regular, like from our accounts. Like he definitely did it. I'm just trying to think now. There was Lazarus. Mm-hmm. There's the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, There'd be a other, few when, other when did... situations where he showed compassion um, to, yeah. to people that he healed, you know, and the idea would be weeping there. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be implied in a few places. But mm. yeah, I don't think, I, I think Jesus would be, you know, well, surprise, surprise. I think Jesus would be a good example, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that you, you do get the, you do get a good solid spread there. You know, yeah. he, he was, he was an emotionally healthy person. Mm. And so, um, like, you know, it's, it's perfectly proper and godly to experience the full range of emotions yes. as Jesus does. Right. So we're not winning. Um, there, this is important to say because you do have the stoic approach which would not yeah. which would not endorse what we're saying right now and that's also that's that's the usual you know if people are coming against the the hey let's cry about everything thing it's usually the stoics that are that are giving you another form of manliness you know whether it's now I'm thinking you know whether it's the US marine form of it or uh, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know perhaps some more philosophical thing but I mean obviously a lot of counseling approaches I mean cognitive behavioral therapy would really be a form of stoicism that uh, it, you know often would want to say hey well let's take a different approach to crying um, and right. it's not healthy to experience the the full range of human emotions at, at certain points yeah so we're not going along with that. Um, there's a lot of overlap mm-hmm. to what we're saying, but yeah, I mean, Jesus is the the uh, great example. I think also what you said earlier in terms of the exceptional circumstances. I mean, wow, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus certainly uh, is in that category uh, at, at, yeah. at, at a few different places. Um, we're just not called upon. It would be the equivalent. I mean, Jesus in his healing of, of certain people, and <clears throat> you know, even just the you know, Jesus cried at a funeral. You know, you know what I mean? So who wouldn't, yeah. you know? And yeah. and uh, Jesus went to a place where there was severe suffering and healed someone in severe suffering. I mean, who wouldn't cry at that point? No one's no one's got a problem with that. Uh, Jesus endured the wrath of the Father, you know, um, and that started to fall upon him even at Gethsemane, uh, you know. I mean, if tears aren't proper response to that, then, you know, what, what are we even talking about? So the, the bottom line is that... Um, you know, the, the, that is all certainly within the realm of total normality and health. And, and if Jesus didn't cry in those situations, that, that would be kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it is like if somebody is if somebody is crying all the time, I'm not sure the advice is, you know, bottle it up. Mm. I think the advice is to recognize that's that's probably not a healthy thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that that is a, that is symptomatic of something like mm. something is not right, mm. and so it means you're there's an uh, you know you're experiencing emotions um, unhealthily, and that may mean 
you know, in extreme situations, you know, going to go and get medication. It may mean going to just go talk to someone. Mm -hmm. It may be just like checking yourself and making sure you aren't being self-censored or whatever. But It might even you know, be properly, you know, you haven't grieved properly. You know, it just comes yeah, out in yeah, exactly. Like you all know? kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so go, go and seek help at some point. Like it, it, the answer isn't simply to bottle it. It's not bottling it in versus letting it out. No. It's saying actually let it out appropriately. And if you aren't able to let it out appropriately or you can't control it, then that's probably a symptom of something that's, you know, um, that's not not going so well. Yeah. And so, you know, it may be like, and I've always said to people, if you're really struggling with it, you know, go get medication. And then while you're on the medication, you'll have a clear head so that you can sort yourself out. But you yeah. can't do that. <clears throat> like if you're just in totally. the throes of depression. Absolutely. So yeah. sometimes you just need a little bit of, of, of clearing out mm -hmm. and just something to stabilize you mm. so that you can do the soul searching and the repenting and the, and the, <clears throat> you know, asking the questions and just thinking stuff through mm. um, that you might not be able to do if you're just sick, you know? Mm, exactly. And you know, the, the range of, to think of, of crying as the body's reaction to a range of human emotions uh, is, is helpful, I think, mm -hmm. in that, you know, then you do have things like anger on that same spectrum. And the same way it would be yeah. weird if you're just always angry, you know, and just, yeah. you know, it's coming out in weird ways. I mean, you would, it's perhaps even easier to detect at that point because no one's idealizing anger, you know. Um, mm -hmm. you'd want to get that sorted out. You want to get that looked at. What's going on? What, what aren't you dealing with? Why are you angry? Um, again, the answer is not just to bottle it up. That's just going to make it mm -hmm. worse. But, um, but with, I think the only thing with, uh, crying is that as a, it's often idealized, you know, it's like you take this really this problematic scenario where you have either bottled it up and it's oozing out or, you know, you've just, I don't know, you're just not, uh, something's gone wrong and it's always just coming out. Um, you know, people won't look at you and go, um, well, Hey, you need to get that checked out. They, they'll mm -hmm. say, uh, wow, what an amazingly. Yeah emotional you know yeah emotionally in tune man man's man yeah it's not emotionally <laughs> whatever it's emotion it's emotionally you know out of tune yeah exactly so there's yeah. something something just to, to think about there and, and i think uh, again you know um it's just super important i mean crying is all over the bible you know um mm -hmm. weeping has its place there's just no way yeah. to, you should not even try and take that away. And where that's not happening, uh, and that's equally a problem. Like if you're just not crying, you're one of those guys I haven't cried since World War II. Totally. You know, that's a problem right there. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm scared. I don't want to be around you because yeah. you're going to chop my head off or something, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, that sort of like hardcore army guy kind yeah. of... Um, you know, picture of this like hardcore dude who never cries or whatever. It's also the guy who beats his wife, you know, like it's just, yeah. um, yeah. it's, it's not healthy that way. Yeah. But the other thing I think that's, um, the other thing I think is, is, is probably worth saying is that it is maybe a seasonal thing as well. Like I imagine that for David, Mm. when he was wandering around in the wilderness, mm. you know, where most of those Psalms of crying out to the Lord come from. Yeah. You know, that, that was probably a season of particular intense crying that didn't last forever, mm. you know? Um, and I wonder if actually in terms of our relationship to God and crying out to God in prayer, 
um, like actually in that sort of private vulnerability with God, like, you know, there may be seasons where quite a lot of crying is going on and that's and, okay. And I would say that would be ideal. I mean, that is really where yeah. you want to, where you want to cry, you know, that, that is the right place right there. You know I yeah. mean? Cause, cause you yeah, don't exactly. have to worry that God's going to be emotionally contrived by the situation. You don't have to worry that he <laughs> no. doesn't understand where you're coming from. If anything, it's the one place you can trust that God's totally going to get, yeah. it, you know, and mm-hmm. therefore you mm-hmm. can feel the therapy of it because, uh, you know, even if you don't understand what's going on, you know, uh, as you're not trying to put anything on in front of anyone else or you're not, you know, there's no weirdness. You can literally just pour your heart out. And, you know, even if it is the most or not the most uh, coherent, rational sort of process for you, uh, there is no doubt uh, that that's going to be good therapy and it's going to be honest prayer. It's going to be passionate, honest, biblical mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, amen. I mean, like I would have no problem. Uh, I wish I could cry more in prayer. You know, that, that's the mm-hmm. thing. But, mm-hmm. but you know, and it probably it's not a good thing that you can't sometimes. Um, yeah, but you know, that would be the ideal right there. I mean, you want to take it before the Lord in prayer full on. And mm-hmm. then, and then, you know, that there's just a sense of stability as you, as you go out and do thinking about again, the man's role in society and how that idea is, is just, oh man, it's getting corrupted from so different, so many different angles. Um, you're able to go out and just there's a there's a stable base from which to work at that point, you know. For sure, bro. Mm. For sure. Good. Well, there we go. Theology of crying. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wish should men cry. Maybe I'll entitle it that. Sure. Yeah. Wasn't there a song like "When Dolphins Cry" or something like that? When <laughs> dolphins cry. Please call it that. When dolphins Eli cry. Cherry. When dolphins cry. Or was it mermaids? When mermaids cry. I, I think. Uh, that would be a little bit irrelevant to what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember the song though? When dolphins oh, cry. Oh, such a such a sad song. When mermaids cry. No, I think it's mermaids, actually. You know what? I, I think, think you should just it. suck it up. Yeah, it's, I'm just saying it's a beautiful it's, song. It's late, and I'm just scared <laughs> you're gonna blow the whole thing. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's it's a nice song, Mike. No. That's all I'm saying. It's an ugly song. It's a stupid <laughs> song, and you're stupid. I, I hate your face. <laughs> <laughs> your uh, face disgusts me. <laughs> grow, grow your beard. I got the opposite problem right now. I mean, I don't like. I definitely don't like. I haven't shaven since I was like twenty. But uh, uh, but my daughter keeps on saying I, she doesn't even know what she's asking me. She keeps saying, "Dad, I wish you were. I wish you had a proper face. You know, without, <laughs> with, without the. I want you to be like a handsome prince." You know, rather than uh, an old daddy yeah, well, with gray hair on that's his face. That's expensive. That's yeah. expensive, sweetie pie. Yeah, exactly. And, and then when I shave, the gonna help. when I shave and show you <laughs> daddy's handsome face, you're gonna say, "Ooh, gross! Grow back!" You know. So it's just it's not gonna be good. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, all righty, cool. Thank you. Thanks. Thank mm-hmm. you. And thank you. <laughs> good night. Mm-hmm.